Welcome back to Ridiculous Entertainment. My name is Tim, your host. Uh, tonight, we are going a little bit unscripted. We're going to talk about Ford vs. Ferrari. The first movie we've done on this show, and, you know, it wasn't the movie I was planning on doing tonight. I was planning on seeing an early viewing of Knives Out, which would have been sweet, but there was a snafu with the tickets, so we wound up seeing Ford v. Ferrari, which was probably a little bit of a, of a happy miracle. So this movie, it's for everyone. It really is. Uh, it's a great movie. If I had to rate this movie, I think I'd give it, a, I think it's 100%. There's very little about this movie that I think is bad. You know, when you see a movie, you hope for one of three outcomes. You hope for not the fourth. You hope to either see a well-made movie, a movie that entertains you, or a movie that makes you feel something. And this, or or you miss all three, they miss the boat altogether, and you see just a bad movie. And you can have combinations of them. You know, you can see a movie that you don't like that's well-made. You can see a poorly made movie that entertains you, and you can just have any, you can have any number of combinations. But it's not very common that you get a movie that entertains you from beginning to end that is well made in every aspect and that makes you feel something makes you laugh brings you to tears uh there's not very many movies that perform like that this one does you know i'm not gonna say take your kids to it because there are elements to it that probably aren't something you need to have your kids see but then again why not why not there's there's no swearing well i mean there's some swearing but there's no bad words you know there's i mean there's no words that that you'll hear later on in this podcast i'm sure but no everyone will enjoy this movie, I think. Uh, there's no pacing issues. I feel like it's entertaining beginning to end. There, There's non-stop action. Sometimes, okay, so this is a, a period piece, which sometimes period pieces can be boring. <laughs> they can be dry. They can be, oh, that's cute, you know? How quaint. Uh, but that's not this, because this involves one of the most high-tech piece of American-made machinery that's ever driven. And it was made 50 years ago. And sometimes when you watch a movie that tells a story that is a part of history, that you can Wikipedia, it takes some of the punch out of the climax. You know, you, you can still enjoy the ride, but the climax isn't there. You feel everything with this movie. I tell you what, there's so many laughs. I laughed so hard, and not in a in a silly, goofy way, in a serious guys-being-guys way. There's the races, there are several races, and my heart was beating out of my chest the entire time because they were so intense. Ken Miles is intense. You can basically feel the car moving around you. There are scenes that are family-driven that make you feel for the wife character because, you know, she is sacrificed sacrificing in this. She wants her family to be together all the, all the time, but she is sacrificing because she knows her husband is doing something that he loves. And there are moments where it's just, where it brings you to tears. There are things that you think are dumb, but they are part of history. They're, they're dramatized, so they're kind of sapped up, but you know, they, they happen, so it's part of the story, so it's hard to be critical of it. You know, But they have characters you don't like, uh, villains. Uh, you think Ford versus Ferrari. Ford's the good guy, obviously, uh, but it really it takes a lot of jabs at Ford. You know, even though I love the manufacturer of Ford, not necessarily for what they make now, but for the vehicle that they made in the era in which this film is set, I didn't know the history well enough that I could tell you what was going to happen beat for beat. There's a couple of exchanges where it could have ended early if something hadn't gone the other way, and I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense with how the cars are made now. So, I mean, but it's a very thrilling story, and I really enjoyed it. So, I don't want to get into specifics. You know, this movie's been out for a bit, so I'm not spoiling it, I don't think. But I, I don't want to, so we'll get into some specifics here, you know. The the movie starts, and we see Shelby. Shelby's driving his car at the 24 Hours of Le Mans. And, and he takes he takes a checkered flag, which which is incredible, but he can't race anymore. He's got health conditions. People think he's a pussy, that he's backing out. But, you know, in, 
in modern day society, I mean, that would never happen. It's just because of an older morality, an older thought process where you were either a man or a pussy. There was no thought about he's got a heart condition. He can't race anymore. So he can't race anymore. He's got a heart condition, but that doesn't stop him. He wants to still be a part of racing. He's the best car builder, the best manufacturer of luxury American vehicles that has ever lived. So he starts making these cars and he puts the volatile Ken Miles behind the wheel. Now Ken, he's a crazy person, but it's Christian Bale at his best. I, I forgot to mention, Shelby is played by Matt Damon and who knows who's the lead actor, who knows who's the supporting actor, but they could both win Oscars for this movie. This movie could sweep. I haven't seen a movie that's even close to this caliber. Now, that being said, I don't see a lot of Oscar bait films just because they're usually so boring. You know, they're usually really bad uh, and they're not bad, uh, but they're, they're usually quite boring or artsy and I don't typically flock to that. But that being said, this could this could win a lot, take home a lot of hardware. And Ken Miles, Christian Bale, it's one of Christian Bale's best performances that I've seen him. And that's saying a lot. You know, he is, he gives it all to his roles and he's relentless. And so is Ken Miles in this role. Like Ken Miles, the character is just, he doesn't quit. He tries to quit several times. He's walked away. He's been thrown out and he's accepted it. And Shelby's like, hey man, I need you one more time. Shelby's like, hey bro, I need you one more time. And he always comes back because, well, he loves to race. He loves the cars and he knows that Shelby, Shelby may not always get his way, but he's always going to try to do his best for Ken Miles. Because at times they don't seem like it. They seem like adversaries for a portion of the film, but they are truly friends and possibly, I mean, they're they're likable people uh, in their own way, but they're very hard to be around because of how much they care about what they're doing. Now the Ford people, they're all pricks. You know, John Bernthal, he's the closest thing you have to a Ford person that, that we like. John Bernthal, he delivers the great line of the, the Ferrari guy. He, he called you fat, sir. You know, it's great. Makes me chuckle. Uh, then, then we get uh, old whitey Ford to the deuce. Just just an idiot. A grand old idiot. And his his guard dog, his Doberman, is a bitch who tries to take everything from Miles. And he does. He does take everything from Miles at every chance that he can. You know, they, they go and, and they win a couple races and Ken Miles has some scares with the car. You know, they've, they've got this problem with the brakes. The brakes overheat because the car is literally too fast for the braking technology of that era. The car has too much muscle for what the brakes can handle of that time period. So he has some issues with the car at times, but is, that, is there a sexier car? I, I mean, they show the 67 Mustang. It might have been the 65 Mustang. Doesn't matter. They showed the, the mid-60s Mustang. It is one of my favorite cars of all time. And, and Ken Miles walks up to him and he's like, isn't this a piece of shit? Who, who brought this thing in? I'm not driving that thing. It's got so many problems. He just starts listing them. He's been near the car for fewer than five minutes. And he says, hey, Goldilocks, the douchebag, the Doberman, this car blows. I'm like, wow, I love that car. <laughs> but the GT40 that they brought out, that they raced with at Le Mans, that won four consecutive years, is probably my favorite car. There might be a few others. I mean, it's hard to, especially movie cars, you start to think about the Aston Martin DB5. It's a beautiful car. It's so sexy. I mean, these cars, they have something different than the way they make them. Now they make them, they slap them together in a day. You know, they, they used to be artful, especially European cars. But this Ford, this Ford has something to it. And, and you hear it turn on and it's so satisfying. Now, there, there are other people that I did not know were involved. There's a gentleman named McLaren and... I don't know how he goes forth into history, but of course, the last time I looked, it's been a long time. The last I did a, a report on the fastest cars in history in seventh grade. Wow, that was a long time ago. But the McLaren F1 was the fastest car in the world at 242 miles per hour. So I don't know if that is the guy who branched off from Ford and started making his own supercars. I mean, I, I don't, I know that it is uh, at least the same f familial name. I mean, it might be the, the father of that guy or something, but it seems like the same guy who goes off and starts making supercars, which I didn't know 
know that that he was a part of the Ford family tree. I was aware of the attempt to acquire Ferrari, which Ferrari is never going to sell to Ford. I mean, I think it's crazy that he sold to Fiat in general, but I guess when you're broke, you're broke. I don't I don't really want to spoil any of the events. I mean, you can guess it. He wins a lot of races. It's a fucking car movie that takes that tells you the satisfying journey of a of a nothing guy in a nothing town and his rise to prominence. You can guess that he probably won a lot of races, but I don't I mean, he won Daytona. Well, we can say that, but I don't really want to go into the Le Mans stuff. You know, it's just very good. I suggest you see it. I've kind of gotten sappy talking here, uh, but this is easily, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Marvel fan. I cried at least the first four times I saw Endgame and uh, twice. Sorry, there's a drunk person outside my house shouting. I'm debating on whether or not I need to get out the gas grenades. <laughs> What a fucking idiot. I mean, he can see, I've got all the lights on and I sit in the living room when I record, so he can see what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> completely bizarre. I've got a machete though and a broomstick. Now, but I, I saw Endgame a bunch of times, cried two different times each time I saw it. I love that movie. There are several things about it that turned me off. This is my favorite movie of the year, Ford v. Ferrari, bar none. And I'm a Marvel fanboy is what I'm trying to say. It is flawless in my opinion. You know, if I go back and see it and I don't want to, I don't want to go back and see it because I saw a couple other movies twice this year and the second time I'm like, eh. You start poking holes. I don't want to see it again because, at least for a while, because I truly enjoyed it so much. And I, I don't want to uh, ruin that. So uh, go see it. Go see it now. Go, well, it's pretty late. Go see it tomorrow. Uh, and, and let me know what you think. I'm at R-I-D-I-C, uh, P-O-D, Pod on Twitter. And uh, you can comment below if that's something that you do. Just let me know. I know that I got a little sappy here. Uh, there was literally nothing that I said was funny, except for talking about the crazy drunk person walking past my house. Uh, but comment below. Let me know. You know, I, I really think that anyone who loves movies will love this. Anyone who loves cars, I think that's where it, it, I mean, I think that if you just love movies or have a pulse, you will like this movie. Uh, but what pushes it over the line for me is it is about the classic Ford line. Uh, but it, it's just, it's a great film. So go see it. Go see it. Yeah, it, you'll really enjoy it. And let me know, like I said, love to hear from you. And uh, if you like this, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm doing this pretty late. So I, and I'm freestyling. I didn't write anything down. But if you happen to like this for some reason, please like, subscribe, bell icon, share, review, or whatever is applicable to the platform that you're listening to this on. And, and tell a friend, you know, we're going to do a couple movies in the next week. Uh, one is a new release, Knives Out. We're going to get that a little bit early. And I'm going to talk about that. And uh, then I've got a classic release that we're going to do. And it's going to be more in the satirical sense. I'm taking notes like I have been for the TV shows. It's going to be more of a, a humorous one. So this is more just a, a reaction, a reaction video. And the reaction is it's good. So uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. And, and that being said, this has been Ridiculous Entertainment.